0: Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody, it's All the Talks Facts are here, I'm going to spend some facts, like always, of course, this is my WWE Friday Night Smackdown review. It's actually a really beautiful day out here today, it's a little chilly, not that bad, you know, hope you guys enjoyed my uh, episode this morning about the Yankees signing Corey Kluber, pretty hyped about that, and I'm pretty hyped to talk about, I'm, I'm pretty hyped to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. It was actually a pretty good episode, wrestling was really good this week. I thought it was a really good episode. I actually really thought it was. You know, I enjoyed all the wrestling this week. I really did. I seriously did enjoy all the wrestling this week. And it was good. Like, I enjoyed SmackDown. Like, Raw was good. AEW New Year's uh, Smash Night 2 was good. And Friday Night SmackDown was good. I gotta admit, you know, wrestling was perfect this week. It really was. Very rare that talk that said all three shows were good. But SmackDown kicked off with uh, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns backstage, you know. And Roman Reigns has the contract, you know, for him and Adam Pearce at the Royal Rumble. And Paul Heyman, you know, or Roman I think it was Paul Heyman said there needs to be a stipulation to this match. I believe Paul Heyman said that, that there needs to be a stipulation to this match. Because, yeah, it's like, all right, fine, sure. Yeah, we don't want to see it be a one-on-one regular match. We want to see some type of cool shit, I could say. Um, so, whatever there. But Paul Heyman's going to go deliver that to Adam Pierce later on. So, then we see Jay Uso come out to start off the show in the ring. He's talking about the Royal Rumble, you know, how he's going to win the Royal Rumble. They declare for the Royal Rumble and how he's going to win. And he's gonna to go to raw and beat drew mcintyre or old bird or whoever's the wwe champion so i'm like all right and jay he caught like a long kind of promo it kind of went on a little longer than it should have you know i've gotten pretty annoyed with him recently just like you know you get annoyed like okay like i'd rather i really want to see roman versus jay uso at wrestlemania am i the only one that wants to see that other than roman versus the rock i mean i want to see roman versus the rock but not for the title just not for the title, though. Unless if Roman winds up winning and he beats The Rock and keeps the title, then I'd be fine with that, but... Eh. I don't know. I'm not really into a Roman Reigns versus Rock match. You know, if it's for the title, it's just... I don't know. But, you know, Jeyus was talking about, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura... You know, like how Nakamura did so good in the Garland last week, which he really did. I mean, here's the really cool part, though. When Nakamura came back, when, when he came out, excuse me, they gave him back his old theme song. They gave him back his old theme song, so I was pretty hyped about that, you know. I was like, all right, cool, about time. So now Nakamura, you could say he's officially a baby face now. I mean, I liked his heel theme song. I actually really liked it, you know. That was pretty cool, but it's great to have his old theme song back. So I'm like, all right, good. Um, so he comes out and he says if Roman Reigns the big dog then you're his little puppy I'm like we're really gonna be cringy now please don't be cringy fuck and then Nakamura hits Uso with a kick and then the match begins when we come back from commercial and these two put on a pretty good match they really did it was pretty funny though like you know during the match how Cesaro just casually comes out his theme song plays and he just casually walks to the ring and goes on commentary during the match then we come back and then Cesaro said He's declaring for the Royal Rumble. And my Cole asked uh, Cesaro, you know, if you're Shinsuke Nakamura's friend, how come you didn't help him on the onslaught when, like, when Reigns and Uso were attacking him? And Cesaro said, you know how big Tropicana Field is and everything? Like, by the time I came out, the show was already over. So you can already tell Cesaro's going to betray Nakamura. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. They've teased it. They kind of spoiled it. But I'm all for a Nakamura-Cesaro match. Even if it's at WrestleMania, oh, my God, that would be a beautiful match that's like art right there that's just straight up art you can't have a match better than that you let those two have a 20 minute match at Wrestlemania with no titles on the line it doesn't, even need it. it doesn't need a title to be relevant that match doesn't need a championship to be relevant at all you just put those two in the ring they'll create magic for a good 20 minutes that's what they'll do they could put on a 5 star match they really could but Nakamura and Uso put on a pretty good match. I thought maybe Cesaro was going to get involved. And maybe that's when he would turn heel. But no. They weren't going to do that right away. Well, he, he is a heel. But, like, turn on Nakamura, I'd say. Because we already you know Cesaro a heel. And Nakamura is a babyface now. So, like, all right. So, Nakamura got the win over Jey Uso. So, that was good. And it's, you know, this is how Nakamura should be used. You know, it was great to see him in the main event last week and dominate. It's like, you know, he's been really used as, like, a mid-carder ever since 2018. Ever since he had the feud with AJ Styles. He really hasn't been in the main event scene. It's been very rare. You know, I know this wasn't the main event, but I'm just talking about, like, last week how he was in the main event. I was like, oh, thank God. About time. They just really have kept him as, like, a mid-carder. It's been, like, pretty annoying. It's like, this guy should not be a mid-carder. He really shouldn't. Like, if we're going to be serious, Shinsuke Nakamura should not be in the mid-card. Hell no. We know his promos are, eh, whatever... They're whatever to be honest, but he's one of the best wrestlers just not in the WWE, just in the world. You know, and there's rumors that his contract's running out soon, so maybe this is like they're giving him like one last push in a way. So maybe he goes out on a high note, so maybe we don't know. That's what that's what the rumors are. Like they're saying rumors about Ricochet leaving. So we, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. Like we have no idea if Nakamura's gonna leave, if he's gonna stay. We really don't know. We don't fully know the truth, to be honest. We just don't know. You know, we we just really don't know. We seriously don't know, like, if he's going to leave or not. We, know, we don't know if the dirt sheets are right, if they're wrong. But other than that, Nakamura and Jay put on a really good match. It was a good match to start off the show. And like I said, the show was good. You know, there were some cringy parts of it. We'll get to that soon. But then we go back backstage. We saw Adam Pearce with Sonya Deville. And Paul Heyman gives Adam Pearce the contract and says it's going to be a no disqualification match at the Royal Rumble. So Adam Pearce signs it. So now he could say it is official. Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce at the Royal Rumble in a no disqualification match. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm like, I'm trying to get invested in this at the moment. I'm like, all right. So if this match does happen, it is what it is. Just get invested. See what happens. See what the story tells. That's what wrestling is all about. It's not all about, you know, just wrestling, you know, in the ring. You know, it's just like, it's all about storytelling as well. Okay, how can they build up this story? All right, let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? That's how you mostly, that's how you build up your matches right there with good stories. So that's like, all right, let's see how they continue with this. So then Paul Heyman goes back to Roman Reigns in the locker room or in their locker room. And Apollo Crews was sitting right next to Roman Reigns. I'm thinking, oh... Okay, because I saw what happened on Talking Smack with Paul Heyman and Apollo Crews. This was, this is why Paul Heyman is the GOAT. And there was a meme saying Paul Heyman has put over more talent on Talking Smack than Hulk Hogan ever did throughout his whole career. Which is true, and I'm not trying to get into a big thing with Hogan. Hey, you look at, you know, Hogan really didn't want to put anybody over, to be honest. You know what I mean? He dictated a lot. But that's a story for another day, but it's true, Paul Heyman is the GOAT. He'll put you over right there. He put Big E over a few weeks ago and then a couple weeks later he won the Intercontinental title. And now he put over Apollo Cruz. Saying Apollo Cruz should not just you shouldn't be a nice guy and everything. You should be ruthless and everything. Forget about Big E being your friend and being a nice guy. Go out come back in a couple weeks with the Intercontinental title. So that was something. I watched it and I was like, whoa. I was like, okay. You have to think, is he really shooting or because Paul Heyman, I swear to God, you give him a microphone, he makes magic. He seriously makes magic. He really does. Like, this guy could... This guy could sell you a broken car and just, just... He can cut a huge promo and you would be invested and you would buy that car. The car could be so broken down. He'll make it sound like it's fucking beautiful. Like it's a new fucking car. That's what it make it sound like. That's how good Paul Heyman is as a talker. Just amazing. There's nobody better. There's really nobody better. Just imagine, though, if you would have had Bobby the Brain Heenan in his prime with Paul Heyman and his prime and them just talking it would be fucking beautiful it's like it's more beautiful than sex is what I'm telling you it is that's what it is right there you get those two talking Jesus Christ forget about making love to a woman right there just listen to those two guys talk is fucking amazing let me tell you right now Jesus but Roman Reigns says to Paul Heyman you know like, like I said the whole damn talking smack was beautiful but then Roman Reigns says to Paul Heyman, I didn't want a no disqualification match. Like, Roman Reigns says, I don't want that. I want it to be a last man standing match. And Paul Heyman's saying, like, oh, he'll never accept that Adam Pearce. And Roman's like, make it work. And I'm like, okay. And like, even like where Apollo Cruz was about to leave, Roman Reigns told him to stay. So I mean, there's rumors that Apollo Cruz is going to join Roman Reigns. I'm like, maybe Apollo Cruz is the one that's throwing Roman in the future. Maybe they give Apollo Cruz a huge push and he wins the Universal title, I would not mind that at all. I'd be perfectly fine with that. But I feel like what they're leaning to is they're going to have Apollo turn heel. I don't think he's going to stay as a, as a babyface. I can't see it. I, I can't see it. There needs to be build-up to him in Roman, though, when you think of it. That's what there needs to be. There needs to be build-up. There needs to be build-up to that right there. There's just not. But see what happens. We'll see if Adam Pierce accepts. But now we get to this match right here. And oh my God, I wish I could never watch this match again. Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Oh my God. And the Tamina's at ringside with Natalia. Now they're a team now. And of course, Ruby Riot, who's Liv Morgan's tag team partner in the Riot squad. Now Billy Kay's with them. And I'm just like. Oh, this is going to suck. And we saw Billy King on commentary. You know, she was pretty entertaining. But this match was a fucking dumpster fire. It was fucking, oh my God, I couldn't wait for it to end. Liv Morgan, no shots at her at all. She put on an amazing performance. She was the MVP in this match. Absolutely. She is awesome. Liv Morgan is a fucking superstar. And I don't mean that like as a wrestler. I mean, she is like a superstar. She really is like a superstar. She really is. She is fucking awesome to watch on TV. She's a great fucking talent. She really is. She's very fun to watch in the ring. She's very talented. You know, she's good on the mic too, to be honest. We haven't really heard her talk as much on the mic recently, but she's great. She's a great young athlete. She's got a lot of talent, a lot of you know, charisma, a lot of potential in wrestling in general. But in 2021, she should not be losing to Natalia. If you're really trying to push Liv Morgan as a huge star in the women's division, she should not be losing to a washed up wrestler like Natalia. Because Natalia is fucking washed up. What is she like, 38 years old? It has nothing to do with age, but she is washed. Like, you know, you always talk about pushing the younger talent, and look how Liv Morgan loses right here. That's getting buried. She should not be losing to Natalia. Liv Morgan is way more talented than she is. She should not be losing to her. I know it's because Billy Kay got involved and everything. She walked into the ring and fucking Natalia rolled up Liv. I understand it was a cheap win, but that's in the record books right there. In 2021, Natalia is beating Liv Morgan. That should not be happening. This show was rolling pretty good until that happened. I'm like, why are we doing this? Liv Morgan should be pushed as a star. I know their main focus is Bianca Belair. They want to make her champion. And then maybe it'll be Liv. And then maybe after that, it'll be Ruby. Because Ruby's a star as well. It's a fucking joke that in 2021, Natalia is still winning matches. She's a joke. She's washed up. She, can't, She's not a good wrestler. She's I've said this multiple times, and they call her the boat. the best of all time. Do I have to name the other wrestlers that are better than her? The other women wrestlers that are better than her? Do I have to name them all again? I'm not going to do that. We'll be here forever. I'm not going to do that every time. Even though I, I want to do it, I'm not going to. Just like, oh, my God. I wish she would just retire already. Just retire. For God's sakes. Trish Stratus is older than her. And she had that match with Charlotte two years ago. And she put on a way better performance than Natalia's has done in years. Isn't that something? Trish Stratus hadn't wrestled a match since, like, what, 2008? Or, or, like, no, 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 no. She wrestled in 2018. She wrestled the year before. But it was her first singles match... Since like what, like you know, she, was it a single match she wrestled in 2018, I believe she did, but still, the fact that Trish Stratus, who hasn't wrestled a full schedule in many fucking years, put on a way better match with Charlotte Flair than Natalia ever did, and Natalia's wrestled a full schedule since what 2008. I mean, come on, like Natalia is a joke. It's 2021; she should not be winning matches, especially against Liv Morgan, especially against Liv Morgan. That should not be happening. I know it's like, you could say, but it was a cheap win, it happened, Liv's not buried. I'm starting to believe she is, because they're not pushing Liv correctly. They're not. Liv Liv Morgan should be winning matches. This is her time to shine. And do I like her better than Ruby Riot? I feel like Ruby's the better wrestler, but I like Liv a little bit more, to be honest. I see more star power in Liv than I do in Ruby, that's all I'm saying. But we'll see. We'll, We'll see, though. I just feel like it's a joke that Natalia won this match. It's a joke. I know it's a cheap win, it's whatever, but she shouldn't have won. Uh, now we get to this me- next match right here King Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. So it's Rey Mysterio's first singles match in a while. And I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, there's a whole lot of things missing right here. There's no Murphy, there's no Aaliyah, and there's no Knights of the Lone Wolf for Corbin. Like, where the hell are all these people in the storyline? Like, we don't even know where they are now. But Dominic Mysterio was there. He was on commentary. It was actually a really cool moment. Like how Michael Cole said he's been... <laughs> he calling Rey Mysterio's matches ever since Dominic was a little kid. And I look at Dominic now. So that was really cool. And Dominic said, oh, you're getting old, Cole. So that was pretty cool. That was a pretty touching moment right there. And I really enjoyed that. That was nice. That was really nice. But um, this match overall between Corbin and Mysterio, it was better than expected. You know... I really wish they would drop the whole King Corbin gimmick because he's been he's been doing it now for two years. In September it'll be two years. Just drop the gimmick, right? Do another King of the Ring. Now it's just becoming stale. That's what they should have done. They should do that. They should have done that last year. They should have put like his, like um, his King title on the line. Like he should have been automatically in the finals, and whoever gets the finals faces him, and whoever and whoever wins becomes the king. Like either Corbin stays as king or somebody else becomes the king of the ring. Like, King Corbin hasn't benefited... Or just Baron Corbin hasn't benefited from being King of the Ring. What has he done? He hasn't won any championships. He had that garbage feud with Roman Reigns. That was terrible. That was fucking god-awful. Like, the whole dog food and everything like that was so stupid. Putting dog food in Roman Reigns' face. Then him eating the dog food. I'm going to puke thinking about that. But that was so fucking terrible. I mean, they had a great match at the Royal Rumble last year. But, like, other than that, it was... A stupid storyline. They did the whole thing with like um someone just like as a dog with the Roman Reigns vest on, and I was like, Oh my god, this is so fucking terrible. When CM Punk rated it an F or graded it an F, I was like, Oh my god, that was so fucking stupid. Like, did Vince really think that was gonna work? It was gonna get over the people? It did not. It was so stupid. But since ever Baron Corbin became King Corbin. He's done absolutely nothing. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't won any titles. If he were to won a title, it makes sense. That's what the King of the Ring should be like whoever wins, they get an automatic. They automatically get a title shot at a title they're choosing. Doesn't matter what brand they're on. They can go to another brand and challenge for that title. Like seriously, just do another King of the Ring. You have a chance to do it this year. We got a whole year to go right here. Do a King of the Ring tournament. You know, have Corbin in the finals and whoever gets the finals face him. That's it. It's fair. It's fair enough. You know what I mean? Just do that. It makes sense. And if Corbin retains his king title, like his title as king of the ring, then he should automatically get a title shot. Whoever becomes king of the ring, they get a title shot. That's how it should be. It makes more sense. But, you know, like I said, this match wasn't bad, to be honest. It was better than I expected. It was an okay match. We saw Corbin going after Dominic when he pushed him. And then when he threw Ray back in the ring, he punched Dominic. And then then Ray got back in the ring, Corbin. And then Dominic Mysterio tried to get involved. And then Ray, like, pushed him out. And then fucking Corbin, like, pushed Ray into Dominic. And then Corbin hit the end of days on Ray. One, two, three. Corbin won. I mean, listen. Not a bad match. Should Corbin have won? I mean... Ray Mysterio doesn't really benefit from winning anything these days, to be honest. But Corbin won. I'm like, okay, so it's kind of showing tension between Dominic and Ray because I really hope at WrestleMania we see Ray versus Dominic. Like, I want to see Dominic go full on heel on Ray. That's what I want to see. I want to see Dominic go full on heel right on him. And would not that be something a father versus son right there? That would be good with two legit wrestlers. Not like you know, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. You know what I mean? The match day of WrestleMania Seventeen. Even though that match was really good, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Oh, but now we gotta talk about this segment, the bootleg, the bootleg version of the waiting room from AEW. Ding dong, hello. That's Bailey's new talk show, with special guest Bianca Belair. The EST, one of my faves. What the fuck was this? This was. It was obviously a shot at AEW is what it was That's exactly what it was You know what I mean? That was exactly what it was right here It was a shot at AEW Like we couldn't Like we didn't know that It was so obvious Like you really had to copy right there What do you benefit from copying out of it? They could say oh no we didn't copy We had this plan for a while No you didn't You saw New Year's Smash Night 2 And you thought okay it'd be cool if we do that Like, no, 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 no. That is so dumb. Get your own ideas. Get your own ideas, please. That was so stupid. I'm like, come on, really? Really? That was dumb. And this was really fucking stupid. I just couldn't, I wasn't gonna give WWE a pass on this fucking segment. It was bad. I felt bad for Bianca Belair being in it. Fucking Bailey looking like a fucking Harry Potter and Edna from The Incredibles fucking fusion. And then boom, there you go. Felt bad for Bianca in this in this fucking segment. I really did. It was like you know Bianca tried to make it funny, but this segment was gonna be stupid either way. Like Bailey's been pure cringe for a very long time. I just so tired of her to be honest. Just go back to being ba- just go back to being a babyface. Seriously, her heel character. I mean, she does, she's doing her job correctly. She's annoying as fuck. But oh my god. It becomes to a point where it's like you're really just being stupid And you're not even entertaining You're not even entertaining heel Now you're just getting stupid You're getting outplayed It's just like you're losing touch right there in your character That's just how I feel And I just feel bad for Bianca in this segment Because I feel like WWE's plans Are to have Bianca Belair win the Women's Royal Rumble And do her versus Sasha And I'm all for that I'm all for it. That's what I want to see. I want to see Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. That's what I want to see. Everybody wants everybody wants to see that match. Everybody does. And I love Bianca. I loved her ever since she's come to the main roster. She's been, you know, she's had like a couple cringy like segments and everything, like, you know, the you know, the vintages of uh, her proving to be the fastest, the smartest, the strongest. I'm just like can she wrestle, please? Just have her wrestle. Stop stalling. Have her wrestle, please. I, I get so impatient when they stall. I remember like when they were stalling with Brodus Clay. You guys remember that guy? Oh my God! I remember they were pushing him, such as like they were pushing him as like a monster heel, showing him destroying people like on fucking superstars, back in the past. And I was getting hype. I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna be something. He's fucking huge. He's got the look. He's gonna destroy everybody in plain sight. But then on January second, I believe twenty twelve. I think it was the first. Yeah, it was the first RAW of twenty twelve. The night that uh, Chris Jericho returned to the WWE. Yeah, I believe it was that night, or maybe a couple nights, maybe a couple weeks later. It was a couple weeks later? I think it may have been. No, it was sometime. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's when Jericho returned. I don't. I don't think it's when Jericho returned. I think it's when. um... It may have been a couple weeks later, maybe the 16th or the 23rd. When he came out and he was fucking dancing with Cameron and Naomi. I was like, when you're a kid, it's kind of cool at first. But then when you look at it now, at my age now, being 20 and almost going to be 21 in a few months. When you look at it now, it's like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Seriously. They, Oh, my God. They, like, took a big shit on him. They seriously did. That was god-awful. The Funkasaurus, that was fucking shitty. But, oh, my gosh. But with Bianca, though, it's like I was getting, like, kind of impatient. Like, okay, can you just have her wrestle, please? Because I'm I'm thinking maybe they're going to change her character and everything. Like, don't do that. Just no. Have her wrestle. I mean, they got her in this feud with Bailey and everything. And they were talking... And Bailey challenged her to an obstacle course next week on SmackDown. I'm like, what? An obstacle course? Oh my fucking god, really? They're really gonna do this shit? So what? Bailey's gonna cheat and everything, and then she'll say that she's better than Bianca? Oh my god, I almost fell asleep during the segment. I'm so sorry to Bianca though. I really, I'm not trashing her by all means at all. I'm not doing that. Just, oh my god. Really? Because we don't know what's going to happen next week. Bailey's going to cheat, and then she'll say that she's better than Bianca. That's what's going to happen. It's so obvious. It's painful. For Christ's sake. It really is. Jesus Christ. (sighs) I know we did see the Street Profits in the show, and they were talking about, you know, how they... Hell, the tag team titles, 312 days on you know, the Raw and the SmackDown tag team titles combined, it. and even though they're down, they're gonna be right back up. We didn't see Ziggler or Rude. They just won the SmackDown tag team titles, and they weren't even on the show, which is kind of weird. But Montez was kind of being serious, like he was doing his comedy, and so was Dawkins. Dawkins was doing his comedy the whole way, even though you know he was being serious. But Montez was usually not that serious. He was pretty serious though in this uh, promo. So I was like, okay. We can see Montez Ford's you know, taking things a little bit serious now. Like, it's character-wise. But even though they're down, they're going to be right back up soon. And they want the smokes. So I'm like, all right. We'll see what they do next with them. They're obviously going to get a rematch. So, you know, the question is when. The question is when. So we'll see. But we get to our next match right here between... Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. This match was absolutely beautiful. It's the best match of the night, obviously. Hey John. This was the best match of the night right here between Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. It was really good. It was amazing. You know, these two what they were doing in the ring was absolutely phenomenal. You know, and I was pretty surprised how it all ended. But we'll get to that in a second. But these two put on a really good match. Like, seriously. Like, you know, they let them loose right here in this match, as are and Daniel Bryan. They, put that, they let them loose. It was great. I seriously enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite matches in a while that I've seen on WWE TV other than Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre on Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago. But these two put on a really good match right here. They seriously did. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, one of the best, you know, two of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, Cesaro being the most underrated wrestler in the world, most you know underused as well, very underused, very or you could say misused as well. It's really like a crime how Cesaro hasn't been used, you know, correctly. To be honest, you can tell, but he's a former United States champion. He's a former multi-time tag team champion. He won the first ever. Andre the Giant, or Battle Royal, WrestleMania 30. I understand that, but he should have always been used as a main eventer as well. He's never been in the main event scene. You know what I mean? He's never had, I don't even think he's had a one on one title match. I don't even think he's had a one on one world title match at all in his career. I don't even think he has. It really is a shame. Like a Vince McMahon said on Stokehold's podcast, like a 2014, oh, well, because he's Swiss. What's that got to do with it? That's got nothing to do with it. Just say you don't want him as champion. You just don't believe in him. That's all. You don't got to say because he's Swiss. That makes absolutely no sense. That just makes no sense at all because he's Swiss? Well, because people aren't going to understand him as much. He talks pretty proper and everything. You can understand what he's saying. It's not broken English. You can understand what he's saying, but oh my God. It really bothers me, but this was the best part of the show, to be honest. It really was, it was the best match. Obviously, <clears throat> these two put on a classic. They put on an absolute classic in this match. Like seriously, like these are the type of matches I like to see. And Cesaro was busted up on the back of his head. I was like, Jesus. But they put on a grueling match, like Daniel Bryan going after Cesaro's injured shoulder, you know, and like when he was like ripping at his nose, like in the crossface. Like that was really good and everything. You know what I mean? It was really cool. It really was. And of course you got this douchebag and a fucking car and everything. Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. But like I said, these two put on a really good match and everything, you know. They put their They put everything on the line this match, and it was great. And sorry, but I know my like, you know, older episodes you've heard that fucking loud ass car, you know, everything. It's fucking like. Ah, whatever, though. But, like I said, these two put on a really good match. That's a perk of being outside. You never know what you're going to hear. But, um, no, like I said, these two put on a really good match. You know, I love when Cesaro, of course, when he does the swing, it's awesome. And he did, like, the uppercut in midair to Daniel Bryan. Like, I've always loved when he does that to people. And when Cesaro countered the uh, running knee and hit the neutralizer on Daniel Bryan, beat him one two three. I was shocked. I didn't see Cesaro winning this match. That was a huge win for Cesaro. Maybe things are going to be very different for Cesaro in 2021. Maybe he'll actually be world champion. Hopefully it happens. He deserves to be world champion. Maybe Vince McMahon is finally seen. You know, Cesaro can be a main eventer. He can be a world champion. Hopefully that happens. But knowing Vince, it's just not going to happen. He's not going to pull the trigger on Cesaro. He had a huge chance to do that in the summer of 2015. When everybody had Cesaro section signs, he had the chance right then and there to pull the trigger. He didn't do it. He didn't believe in him. It really is a shame. It really, really is a shame that so he didn't give him a chance right then and there. But a huge win from that was amazing. That was an amazing match right there. It was great. Let uh, me go backstage. After this amazing match. We see Carmella with Reginald. is getting interviewed saying that Sasha Banks is scared of her because she pinned her two weeks ago. Like, where is Sasha? And then here came Sasha. She pushed Carmella out of the way, and then she was getting in Reginald's face. And she's like, you want your match? Okay, you have you have a match. But only after I face Reginald. I'm like, Sasha Banks is really going to wrestle Reginald? An intergender match we're going to see? Really? oh my fucking god and i fucking love sasha what the fuck is this seriously and then you got Corey graves fucking when they cut back to him and michael cole and Corey Graves like oh he's a somali he, he's a somali he doesn't want to rustle and everything do headlocks and everything and hold you know i'm just like Corey. can you please shut the fuck up jesus christ oh my god it's so stupid but I didn't expect this match, actually, to happen next. So, Paul Cruz versus Sami Zayn, basically, whoever wins, is the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. So, I'm like, alright, cool. You know, you saw Paul Cruz with a more, like, you know, not with really like, an attitude, but, like, you know, more, like, serious going to the ring. You know what I mean? Like, he usually has a smile on his face and everything. Not really much smiling this time. He had, like, a really serious look on his face. We saw Big E at uh, Ringside. He was on the couch right there with some fruits in his hands. And I loved his uh, sweater, by the way, the Ghostbusters sweater. That was pretty cool. And it's Sami Zayn. Oh my God. I really wish. Can, can they please turn Sami Zayn back into a babyface? I'm tired of him as a heel. Because it's getting annoying. The whole conspiracy theories, and he's got the camera crew with him. And he's got I am the Intercontinental Champion shirt on and everything. I'm like, but you're not the Intercontinental Champion anymore. You lost. And then even Big E said to Corey Graves, um, you know, I didn't make the I didn't make the rules for the match, it was a lumberjack match, you know. The lumberjacks did what they had to do. So it's like, okay, whatever. This match, kind of short to be honest, it wasn't that long. You know, it was a good match. Apollo Cruz was great. Even though Sammy's characters really sucked a lot recently, he's still a great fucking wrestler. We know that for a fact. He put on a great match with Apollo, he did some pretty cool spots. Uh, Apollo Cruz, you know, here's the funny thing. Sami Zayn was grabbing the tights on Apollo Cruz and the referee the referee stopped the count. But then when Apollo Cruz did to Sammy and we saw Sami Zayn's ass crack on live television, like that's something I didn't want to see. I did not want to see Sami Zayn's fucking ass. Like, Jesus Christ. And Apollo Cruz did that and he got the win. The referee didn't stop the count at all, saying that about him grabbing the tights. So Sammy does have a point right there, like, you know, Apollo was grabbing his tights. How come the match was not stop right there? So, Sammy has a point. But Apollo Cruz got the win right there. And then he went up to Biggie and he grabbed the Intercontinental title from him. And Biggie was saying, you'll never hold that title. That'll never be yours. And Apollo, like, just tossed it back to him. And they were jawing at each other back and forth and back and forth. So, I was like, I'm loving this right here. You know, I really am. So, Apollo Cruz is officially the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. So then they announced for next week, we got Apollo Cruz versus Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm like, all right, so it's a rematch from, from last week. So it'll be in two weeks, you know, we'll say. When it comes next week, we'll be, we'll be saying it's a rematch from two weeks ago. So I'm like, all right, cool. They had a great match the first time. They're going to put on an even better match this time. And they're doing Bailey and Bianca Belair in an obstacle course. I'm like, this is just a waste of time. It really is. You're just wasting time. You re- they really are. You're going to get people less interested in Bianca Belair by doing this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. People are going to start complaining about her, and they're, going to not, they're not going to be interested in her. I'm just saying. If you, if you continue this, especially if she doesn't win the Women's Royal Rumble, people are for sure are not going to be interested in her. They're not going to be invested, and they're going to give up on her, and they're not going to care. I'm just saying. That's what's going to happen. So she's got to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm not saying, I'm not saying WWE has to be forced to do it, And she's red hot right now And we want to see her versus Sasha That's what we want to see So make it fucking happen Make it snappy, let's go Cut the shit right here Just seriously cut it out, it's annoying Jesus It seriously is annoying But now we get to our main event Of the show right here We get to our main event Of the show right here the contract signed between Roman Reigns, our Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the WWE Universal Champion. He comes out. And then right after that, Adam Pearce came out. No music at all. It was kind of weird. Adam Pierce should get some music. Which should be more cool, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. So, he comes out and... Roman wants to sit in his chair, so he gets that chair and everything. And Adam Pierce goes into the other chair, whatever the fuck, who cares. So then they sign the contract. And Adam Pierce was saying, I've been waiting all night for you to sign that. And I was like, what the fuck? I was, I was getting invested. I'm like, oh, I'm actually taking this a little bit seriously now. I'm like, all right, cool, all right. I'm getting, like, a little bit hype right here. Like, okay, what's going to happen? And then Adam Pierce starts limping as, he, as he's going up the ramp. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then he's like, you know, injuries just creep up. Injuries or old injuries can creep up. Can, ugh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> can't speak. Old injuries can creep up on you anytime. So that's what he was saying. And he was saying, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to wrestle at the Royal Rumble. But I do have a replacement. Here he is. Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens returns right here after... Missing just last week. And it's official now for the Royal Rumble. It'll be Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, versus Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble in a last-man-standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. Let's fucking go. Even though this is the third time they're wrestling for the title, I don't give a shit. It's going to be a last-man-standing match. It's going to be the best match of the night at the Royal Rumble. It's going to fucking be amazing. You know, and I... I'm starting to think Wouldn't it be something though If Kevin Owens actually wins When you kind of think of it Wouldn't that be something though If he actually If they really surprise us And he beats Roman for the title I would be very surprised if it happens I can't see it happening But I can't wait for this match At the Royal Rumble WWE Universal Championship on the line Roman Reigns The WWE Universal Champion Versus Kevin Owens In a last man standing match Best match of the night Right there. Forget about any other matches on the card. It's gonna be this is gonna be the best match of the fucking night, guaranteed. And I can't wait for it. But all right, guys, that's all for today, right here. I really have enjoyed wrestling this week. It was really good. Wrestling was great this week. Raw was good. AEW AEW New Year's Smash Night Two was good, and Friday Night SmackDown was good. So all the wrestling shows I watched this week were good. Enjoyed it. They were really good. I enjoyed it. Gotta admit that. So my next episode should be, barring any sports news that happens or any news that comes up, I will talk to you guys Monday morning because I'll do my NFL, AFC, and NFC Championship Games predictions. We got the two divisional games today between the Rams and the Packers and the Ravens and the Bills, and tomorrow we got the Browns and the Chiefs and the Bucks and Saints. Let's see what the Final Four is going to be. So I'll talk, about the, I'll talk about that with you guys Monday morning. All right, so hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Love you guys. Thank you always for listening. And I will talk to you guys on Monday morning. Talk to you guys then.